Amen. All right, let's just have a great night tonight. I <clears throat> just sometimes feel like God's just with us, and uh, just thank God for my Bible. Thank God for the message tonight. I've, I, I get to hear him two or three times before you do. <laughs> I think about it, and then I pray about it, and then I study it, and then I restudy it, and then I say, "Man, change it again." Okay, so you uh, you've got quite a lot of. Uh, quite a lot of messages in this one message here let's go to exodus chapter 3 verse 7 through 15 tonight exodus 3 and we're going to be talking a little bit tonight about this wonderful word called a memorial how many forget stuff uh how many forget more than you really should yeah you know, the Bible has a lot to say about how many times we should remember things. God said, forget me not. I don't know about you, but I forget stuff that I should remember. Oh, my goodness, my wife, she has so much patience. Woo, doggy, that's a whole other message. I might have to switch messages tonight and preach on why men forget what their wives say. But uh, no, I won't. All right, let's go. Chapter 3. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity we have to meet with you every service, Lord. Thank you for the fellowship during the day. Thank you for the wonderful word of God that we can feast upon and clarify our hearts and purge the sin out of our minds. And thank you for this precious word that we have every day that we might have it all of the rest of our lives, that we might eat daily. Uh, daily bread God thank you for the daily manna thank you for your precious word we pray for our country tonight we uh, we seem to be forgetting God real bad Lord and we pray that you would help us as Christians to uh, keep the light burning and keep the keep the altar hot and keep the keep the sacrifices up and Lord uh, keep the lampstands well lit Lord help our church Help all of good, godly Baptist churches and all other churches that love God. Just help our country, God. <clears throat> help Christians throughout all this uh, wonderful land that we have to remember. Remember God. Remember his word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so uh, Exodus chapter 3 uh, is the first time you'll find the word memorial in the Bible. Uh, we'll start with verse number 7. And it says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that thou should go that I should go unto Pharaoh, 
and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Now, you know why I think God chose him? Because he had him chosen before when he was a baby, didn't he? Because the, the Pharaoh's daughter went and snatched him up and took her to the palace. He knew, the, he knew his way around the palace. Look at verse 12. And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God in this mountain. I looked that up, and I think that he was where he was. You know, this was the burning bush. Moses kept his, his uh, father-in-law's sheep, uh, Jethro. He was on the backside of the desert. Now think about this. He's on the backside of the desert. A lot of people don't realize that the backside of the desert is actually on the Sinai Peninsula side. Somehow, they either took a boat or a ship, uh, I don't know where, but they, th this was not on the, on the Egyptian Cairo side. It was on Mount Horeb. And uh, when God said, you're going to serve me in this mountain, that wasn't on the Egyptian side. So Moses, when he was taking care of the sheep, he was on the Mount Horeb side on the Sinai Peninsula. And it's very important that God said, you're going to bring the people out of Egypt and you'll serve, ye shall serve God upon this mountain, verse 12. So this was prophecy. And as we go on, I want you to see this now. Moses said unto God, <clears throat> Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, or to me, what is, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? Isn't that amazing? Moses didn't know the name of God yet. But here's what he said. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. That's enough. That's, that's, all, that's all he needed. You tell them I am sent you. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Now you can look that up in the Hebrew, you look it up in the Greek and all the different languages. There's, there's all kinds of wonderful names for God. But look at verse 15. God, and God said moreover unto Moses, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my what? This is my memorial unto all generations. God was going to do something so big and so wonderful that all of Israel forever would remember God because of what he did. It's an amazing miracle when you talk about how God rescued the children of Israel out of Egypt. It was an absolute, fantastic, unbelievably just super miracle that was so huge. And it wasn't just one moment, but there were plagues that led up to it. And there was a drawing out of the world. And you can see that today. Uh, we're, we're, you know, Christians are being slowly drawn out of the world. You know, there's going to be a day, one day, the rapture is going to happen. 
I believe with all my heart that before I die, if I live out my normal 100 years, I, I believe the Lord's going to come back. I think he will. I, I, I am expecting him to come back in my lifetime because of the speed at which the world is changing. Yes. It's never gone this fast before. And I feel like when God's doing something, you have no control over it. You just have to get on and ride. <laughs> I feel like the winds are blowing. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, though. It's still exciting to wait for God. It's still exciting to serve Him. We have the same God they had. And at some point, He gave them uh, a rescue. He redeemed them out of uh, Egypt and crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. Think about that. That tiny little 200 or uh, 2 million people. Uh, they were small when they got into Egypt, but boy, they grew. And they all go across and on the other side. And they got to worship God at Mount Sinai when God uh, came down and gave Moses the Ten Commandments and other, other commandments. Think about that. Moses got to take the children of Israel to the same place where God had told them, you're going to serve God in this mountain. And this mountain, you will serve God in this mountain. You go tell the people, the God of Isaac, uh, the God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, you, you go tell them that's, your, that's the God, that your God is calling you out. What a tremendous story this is. But it's a memorialized story. God said that he, he doesn't want this to ever be forgotten. So let's go to Exodus 12, and we'll see now. Skip over a few items here and some plagues. But let's see what God said about this in verses 40 to 42. Chapter 12, the Passover, the night of the Passover. And uh, we, I want you to see something here about the importance that we, we hear today in 2021, we are not supposed to forget that this happened. You and I, I know we're not Jewish as far as race goes. I know that. We, uh, we don't have that same ancestry as far as the flesh. But it's just as important for you and I to remember this as it was for the Jews. The Jews forgot, and they got in bad trouble. And you and I can't forget, else we get in bad trouble. The Bible says, all the nations that forget God, the wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God. I don't want to forget anything. I, I love Memorial Day. I love this time of the year. I reminisce. And if you let me, I'd tell you stories about uh, my dad in the Coast Guard. I'd tell you about my Uncle Bob. I I did tell you about my Uncle Bob. I'll tell you some more. He's the first guy I remember that really walked my behind. I love that man. And I don't think he was saved. I tried to witness to him at a family reunion, but I don't think I, I don't not I don't think he ever got saved. But one day I was goofing around back and he was a uh, cutting wood and stacking wood and my cousin Bobby and I were goofing around in the backyard. And I decided I'd walk over to this stack of wood, you know, this cord, cord wall of wood. And I thought, what would happen if I pulled one of these out on the bottom? So I took one and I yanked it out. And sure enough, it fell like dominoes. All this wood came off, just piled over. 
And I was sitting there laughing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the biggest hand in the world came behind me without warning and smacked my behind so hard it lifted me up off the ground. Oh! And I thought, what was that? And I, that's my Uncle Bob, and he's really mad. He's not my dad. He smacked me in the rear end. Back then, anybody could do that. <laughs> no, it's okay. But, yeah, I, I love... I love memor uh, remembering things that happened to me. And I love our country. And I love going through the Constitution. I love studying about all the tremendous battles that people fought. I love heroes. I love people that do great things. I mean, there's some great people in America. And don't you, don't you think that the whole country's made of a bunch of crazy nuts and unspiritual just wild crazy people by the way that the people that are causing most of the trouble in our country are such a small fringe of percentage i mean it's less than a half of one percent that people are making the biggest noise in our country and getting their way about everything you take a look at all those factions those that's not the that's not america that's the devil making noise I love our country. I love what God has done. And if you love America, then you love all countries. If you love America, you love all people. If you love America, you love the Constitution. If you love the Constitution, you're going to love the Bible. If you love the Bible, you're going to love the Constitution. You're going to love your country. You're going to love people. We should remember what God did. Amen. This Passover, this Passover night, look at verses 40, and 40 to 42. It says, now, uh, the sojourning of the children of Israel who dwelt in Egypt was 430 years. That's a long time. That's almost twice as old as America. And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, even the selfsame day, it came to pass that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. And... Verse 42, watch this night, uh, this, this, this verse. It is a night to be much observed. Isn't that a wonderful thought? The Bible says, I want you to observe this night, and I want you to muchly observe it unto the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the children of Israel in their generations. God does not want anybody in Israel to forget what he did that night, the midnight cry. You remember what they did? They had to put blood over the doorposts and on the lentils, and they had to get people inside. They could get Egyptians in there. They could get relatives, strangers. Anybody could come in under the blood. Don't you love that thought that anybody that gets under the blood can be saved? It's not just for Jews. In fact, we learned this morning, didn't we, in the message that a lot of people, they, they, they became Jews in Syria. They, they became Jews. Uh, man, it's just a, it's a wonderful thing that God did. He said, put the blood over the door. Anybody that gets in. And Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man uh, hear my voice and open the door, I'll come into him and sup with him and he with me. God has no cares in the world about who comes under the blood. Anybody in the blood. 
and even the Egyptians, every single Jewish Hebrew home that had room, they could have had standing room only in every house. As soon as somebody got under the blood, they would never have to worry about their firstborn dying. But they didn't have that many people, but it was a night to be much observed. And they're not supposed to forget that today even. You know, um, Memorial Day in America, uh, it started uh, right after the Civil War. Uh, General Logan actually called it Decoration Day. Um, and he uh, and a lot of people had decorated the graves at Arlington Cemetery. And I'm sure it was done before that. Uh, there's been people decorating graves for a long time. But he, he began to nationalize it and uh, right after the Civil War. So uh, they called it Decoration Day, and then later in 1868, they actually uh, called it uh, a Memorial Day. And so you'll see all over, hopefully, we won't forget that, right? Uh, hopefully we'll uh, see a lot of uh, graves that are decorated. I know up in Linden there's some veterans up there that died, and uh, there's some, some real good folks at memory, re remember them. Uh, and to uh, decorate those graves with flags and flowers. But this Passover night is, is a wonderful thing. And uh, God says, I don't want you to forget that. So now we have that, but then there's another uh, tremendous day, and that is the day of the resurrection of Jesus. Now we call it, we call it Easter. It really has nothing to do with the time but uh, we know we, re we remember it as Easter. It's Resurrection Day when Jesus was resurrected from the dead. That is supposed to be something that we're not supposed to forget. Because Jesus, when he was with his disciples in the Last Supper, and it was the Last Supper. That's the last time Jesus ever had dinner with anybody as far as before his crucifixion. It was the Last Supper. And they all were together in the upper room. They broke bread together. And, of course, uh, in John 17, you'll see all the explanations that Jesus gave. Uh, actually, from, verse, uh, from chapter 14 all the way to 17 in John, you'll see the promise of the Holy Spirit and the explanation of the intimate relationship that God has with his people and Jesus has with his Father. And Jesus wants his Father to have his same relationship with us that he did with his Son. And he tried to bring the whole thing together. And, Father, I want you to have... Uh, a relationship with these uh, the same that you and I had before the world was I want I want our relationship to be one as, as we are one I want them to be one with me oh it's a tremendous uh, supper don't you wish you could have been there uh, it's amazing and, and, and that looked nothing like those artists uh, that uh, depicted him with the long long hair I don't believe Jesus had long hair you can amen that because later on it says it's a shame for a man to have long hair. I feel, I feel good saying that. I don't know why. Could it be that I have short hair? I, I think, hey, Jesus wasn't some kind of effeminate, long-flowing, easygoing, tender. Uh, he had tender side. But he also took a, a whip and cleansed the temple. Turned over the tables told his disciples to go get a sword. Sell your coat. Buy a sword. That's what Jesus said. I just love that. Because no, there was no guns back then. So you know what that means. It's okay. 
we're in a good church, you can say it. It's okay to have a gun. They didn't have gunpowder back then, but uh, they had some pretty nice swords. I love the fact that Jesus Christ, our Savior, was strong. And I love the fact he was compassionate. But he told them at the Last Supper, I want you to remember me. That's, that's something very, very powerful. Let's go to the New Testament, Luke chapter 22. Let's go there. This is a tremendous memorial. We call it the Lord's Memorial Supper. And Jesus doesn't want his children to forget him. I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm so busy in church or so busy raising a family or so busy with my work that I don't even have time to talk to God. I don't want to get that busy. In fact, there's sometimes I just got to turn everything off, go get in my car, go up in the mountains and find some river and just sit down by a stump, get my Bible out and pray. And just have no outside info. Turn off my cell phone and just get down and just confess everything I know about. Confess stuff I don't even know about. Confess stuff I might know about. Confess stuff I might find out about. Confess everything and, and walk with God and cleanse everything out of my heart. And Lord, I just love you and I want you to know I remember you. I'm not going to forget God. I'm not going to forget him. He's done so much for me. Uh, we, we have so many wonderful songs in the hymn book. We should take them to heart sometimes. All right, Luke chapter 22. <clears throat> excuse me, verse number 19. The Lord's Supper was a memorial. He wanted to re, uh, his disciples to remember him. And he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in what? Remembrance. Remembrance. Remember me. Lester Roloff has a song. If you ever get the tape, it's a beautiful song. It's uh, called Remember Me. I'm sure that it is probably a song that was written before he sang it. I, I just hear, heard it for the first time. Beautiful. Uh, I don't know all the words, but I remember... Remember me, remember me. And uh, that's about all I remember. But <clears throat> look at verse 20. Likewise, also the cup after, uh, the cup after supper saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. So he wanted them to remember him. And that's why we serve the Lord's Supper. That's why I remember, uh, have, have a remembrance service. That's why we call it the Lord's Memorial Supper. We're not supposed to forget God. We're not supposed to forget the Red Sea, the coming out of Egypt. It's so important. We're not supposed to forget how our country was born. We're not supposed to forget that. We're supposed to teach our children we're supposed to teach our children the Bible. We're supposed to teach our children salvation. We're supposed to teach our children morality. We're supposed to teach each other. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Jesus left. You know what he said? He said, go ye into all the world and teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, 
and then teaching him to observe all things whatsoever I have told you. We're supposed to carry on. Uh, I don't ever want our children in America to forget the greatness of our nation. You can see how Satan's taken that away, can't you? Oh, let's just take down the statues and get rid of all the monuments and, and uh, tear down the ancient landmarks and forget the, uh, the trail, the, uh, the Oregon Trail. I don't worry about that. That was just a bunch of racists. And, oh, they're having a wonderful time calling everybody racist. There's not a racist bone in our, in our country compared to what it used to be. There's not a racist bone in our Constitution. There's not a racist bone in, in this Bible. There's nothing in this Bible. Hatred for any race at all. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. That's everybody. I got a neighbor. You know what she says? She says black lives matter. You know what? That's a racist statement. I, I'm sorry. That's racist to say that. That's saying that that matters more than any other race. I'll tell you what. She's standing on the corner up in Linden. Black lives matter, black lives matter, black lives matter. She, of course, she's got her mask on. It's a good thing. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't want to get out of hand there. Anyway. The way that, you know why you're laughing? Because you agree with me. All right, so anyway, she's out there. Oh, Black Lives Matter. I go by and open up the window. I can't stand it. I said, I said, all lives matter. John 3.16, all lives matter. Jesus loves everybody. It didn't penetrate. I'm sorry. We got, we got some nutty people in this world. They think everybody. And by the way, I'll just say this. Hey, you better thank God no matter what race you are. You know why? Because you're here. Amen. God loves everybody. Oh, my goodness. So uh, we, have, we have the gospel that's for everyone. Jesus, of all the people, he loves everybody. Look at Matthew 26. In Matthew 26, we have something interesting here that you might not picture in your mind as part of the memorial. But when Jesus gave the gospel and he gave his commandments to his disciples to spread the gospel, do you know what he said? There's one woman in the Bible that's so special that she got memorialized in the gospel. Nobody else has ever had that happen. He didn't say, well, of all the nations, I want you to remember Peter. Sure, Peter's in the, in the mix, but he didn't say that about any of the apostles. You know what he said it about? He said it about that lady that, that washed his feet with her hair and spread the ointment on his head and cried at his feet. She was a sinner. Boy, she was a big sinner, if you, if you can classify it like that. But she had gotten saved, and she came into the house and took the most expensive ointment she had, which was very costly. And you know how I know she did a great job? It's because Judas got upset. Judas got, and by the way, you can really know you throw a rock down in an alley and if you hear a dog yelp, you hit something, right? <laughs> Sorry, Kathleen. I, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> throw, throw, throw a rock down a dark alley. Arr, arr, 
you know. So you can tell when you can tell when the devil gets mad. Don't picture that. Don't picture that. That's just an illustration. Just stop thinking about it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> but you know when she anointed the the feet of Jesus. Oh my goodness, the devil got mad. Why? Because he knew. I think. I think. Judas knew he was had. How come this wasn't sold for uh, 300 pence or whatever and uh, given to the poor? And Jesus said, no, no, no. Uh, she had done a great work. And she, and wherever the gospels preach, what she just did to me, it's going to be preached. Isn't that amazing? That one act of kindness and love that, that a poor lost sinner had toward the Lord and the expense and the sacrifice of what she gave and who she was and how she got saved and how God forgave her. And God says, from now on, that's going to be preached. Let's look at it. Oh, I love this. Look at Matthew 26 and verse 6. In verse number 6, let's all turn there. It's just beautiful. Now, when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose was this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Well, we know from other gospel accounts that that was uh, Judas that said that. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, <clears throat> why trouble ye the woman for she hath wrought a good work upon me for ye have the poor always with you but me ye have not always for in that she hath poured this ointment on my body she did it for my burial verily I say unto you wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for memorial for her. How precious is that? There's not a sinner in the world that gets that uh, kind of accolade. There's nobody else in the whole world. Uh, there's, there's great things said about John the Baptist, but, but Mary, we know her name was Mary, she poured that ointment on the Lord. And, and Jesus said, that's going to be a memorial for her. So as, as the gospel's preached, she gets that story told. That meant something to Jesus. Now, what memorial do you have when you came to Christ? Do you remember the memorial time? In other words, you have a memorial that's, that's bigger and better than anything that could be done. I would say salvation is more important than pouring oil on the feet of Jesus. Is that Okay. And, it, and that touched Jesus' heart. But you know what really touches the Lord's heart? Is the day you got saved. And your relationship. Don't ever forget your testimony. Your testimony is so important to God. The moment of your salvation. Your own birth. Your own Passover, I guess you could say. Your own new birth, I should say. Your own uh, spiritual new man was created. Your, your brand new life in Christ was given. Your, your sins passed away. 
your sins washed away. Oh, there's so much wrapped up into salvation. It is your memorial day. It's the memorial that God will never forget. You know, we're not supposed to forget what he did, but he's never going to forget what you and I did. Do you remember when you asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart? Do you remember where you were? Do you remember anything about the, 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 uh, the, the specific moment where you, you changed your mind or you began to say, okay, I see this. Uh, Lord, please come into my heart and save me. Be my Savior. Uh, you, you don't have to have exactly the same words that everybody thinks you ought. The thief on the cross, you know what he said? Remember me. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Did Jesus forget him? No. Did he save him? Did he take him to heaven? That very day he took him to heaven. What a God we have. What a, what a tremendous God we serve. Tonight, don't forget your country. Don't forget the Red Sea. Don't forget that Passover. Don't forget the cross. Don't forget the night that Jesus was crucified. And don't forget your salvation. Don't forget your Christian testimony. Remember it. Don't ever forget that. Uh, think about it. Meditate on it. Galatians 2.20, and we're going to finish up tonight. Let's go to Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. <clears throat> There's a beautiful song that goes along with this. Of course, I don't have to sing it. Hey, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. How offensive. Uh, no, no, Galatians, Galatians 2.20 Beautiful verse. Let's let's take a look at this verse and then we'll close uh, the service tonight. But I just want to say thank you for remembering the Lord. Thank you for giving him your life. Thank you for all that you do for Jesus. And by the way, I want to thank God for our new Spanish class. Brother Banya said good day today. Thank God for that. Thank God for our visiting friends that come. Thank God for faithful people. Thank God for sacrifice that you make to come to church. Thank you for your tithes. Thank you for your, your heart. And uh, just thank you for paying off the building. I can't wait to burn that mortgage. It's just burning a hole in my pocket. Look at, the, look at verse number 20. <clears throat> Excuse me. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, when, you know when my life started, your, new, your life in, in the Lord, you know when all that really started? It, of course, started when you asked Jesus to come in your heart, no doubt about that. That's the day of your salvation. But if you look down through scripture, it actually started at Calvary because you and I were crucified with Jesus. Amazing, isn't it? You owe him everything. You do. And I don't want to forget God. I don't want to forget church. I don't want to forget the Bible. There's a lot of things. I want to forget all the things that anybody's ever said about me that was hurtful. I want to forget all the pain that anybody's ever caused me. I want to forget all the trouble and trials that I've ever had in my life. I want to forget anything that's negative. I want to think about things that are positive. Think on these things. Amen. I've got, I've got a Savior that's waiting for us in heaven. Amen. And I want to remember that and live down here as he's waiting for us up there.
Let's bow our heads for prayer.